1: so much for tuning in to Weird Distractions Podcast. This is a weekly show where I, your host Alex, rotate in discussing true crime cases, paranormal hotspots, eerie folklore tales, urban legends, and conspiracy theories to provide you, and more than likely, what your local Renaissance Fair coordinator would consider a weird distraction from everyday life. This week is a paranormal-based episode, and I am thrilled to say that I am joined by the lovely Lynn from Yield Crime. Thank you so much for hopping on, and I'm wondering if you could, I don't know, introduce yourself.
0: From the show for people tuning in for the first time that maybe haven't stumbled upon Yield Crime yet. For sure. First of all, how dare you? And, uh, but secondly, Yield Crime is a show where my sister and I each week discuss true crime stories that took place pre 1900. Sometimes we go paranormal, sometimes we go whimsical question mark Mm -hmm. with some of the tales that we cover (laughs) but we learn a lot of very interesting things about tales that happened in history that no one really talks about and we hope you will give us a listen yeah and you
1: can find yield crime wherever you find weird distractions so when you're done listening this episode get on over to yield crime and like just subscribe do all that good stuff but before you do that and before we even get into this episode Lindsay, I'm wondering if you could fill
0: the listeners in on what you need a distraction from this week. I need a distraction from the chaos that is my life right now. Okay. Like, fair. we got two more weeks of school left. There's stuff that needs to get done at my job and with Girl Scouts, because I'm a Girl Scout leader. And, mm-hmm. or what do you call them? Uh, What do you call them in Canada?
1: girl scout leaders what are
0: girl scouts in canada there's i think they're girls there are uh, girl guides girl guides girl guides i knew it was i was different. like see i never
1: made it to girl guides i was just um i was in sparks and then i dropped out because you know can't hold a playa too close to the flames if it drift.
0: <laughs> being in
1: sparks and all they're like hey do you want to like start a fire and like oh, buddy. and there's a fire inside
0: because baby you're a firework <laughs> So yeah, distraction from that would be great.
1: Fair enough. And you know what? I'm going to piggyback on that and say same. Uh, for those who have been tuning in since day one or the last couple of weeks, y'all know I started a new job. Um, I don't know why I keep picking jobs. I just have like no training um, or very little <laughs> training. And it's very much like I walk in, they're like, oh, great. Like we've been waiting for you. Um, just do the work. And I'm like, wait, what? You want me to do what now? Yeah, I need a distraction from it the fact that I'm not getting like I like it Mm -hmm. I'm just not getting a lot of the training that I feel like I need for the job I'm in sure yeah that's fair so that's fun but now that we've got our distractions out of the way I say we get
0: into this week's episode yes please
1: Now, originally, Lynn's had suggested an interesting folklore tale for me to cover based out of Orlando, Florida. Uh-huh. But I decided, literally a week before we recorded this,
0: <laughs> this is true.
1: This is very true. Pulling back the curtain. Very much on this process. I basically was like, Linz, would you be upset if I didn't cover this? And I want to cover this, the topic that you suggested on a future Patreon episode. Instead, I'm going to take us to Linz's state of Minnesota <gasps> to discuss a reportedly haunted motel.
0: Ugh, mm-hmm. I am here for it.
1: Yep. So pack your bags, Lindsay. You don't really have to pack much, um, but you do need to grab snacks okay. because... You know, snacks. Uh, and don't look under the bed as I tackle the history, the occult observations, and the haunts of the Anderson
0: House Hotel in Wabasha. Fun fact about Wabasha, that's nope. where they filmed the grumpy old men movies. We will get to that because Wabasha. there
1: is, there is uh, I'm really glad you brought that up and we will get to it. I love those movies so much.
0: <laughs> they like hit me right in the feel-goods. Due to potential coarse language and adult themes
1: that could be discussed today, listener's discretion is advised. As mentioned in the intro, we're heading down to Wabasha, Minnesota, located about an hour and 30 minutes from the state's capital of St. Pal. This city holds the motto of being, quote, governor's fit city. And that's fit, F-I-T. OK. All right. Yeah. And at first I was like, oh, like, is everyone just really healthy? But then apparently there is also a sign that reads, Welcome to Wabasha, home of grumpy old men, which stands at the city limits. So, I'm wondering if it's like governor's fit city in, in the sense of everybody there is throwing fits. Fits and the tantrums. Basically, uh, yeah.
0: I think that has something to do with our fit cities meet a certain like walkability score or like, uh, oh. or like they're. Bike friendly. So I think that's probably part of what that is, is that it just has a distinction of being one of the cities that the governor is like, yeah, this city has a great walkability score or like there's a lot of bike trails or whatever it is. And that's kind of that's where my mind went, is that that's probably what it is.
1: Well, that's kind of fab, fit, and fun. Right? They just need to get some
0: Lululemon and they're good. They just need to get a sponsorship with Lululemon. Lululemon, if you're listening. Yep. That could be a really good marketing deal. Could you imagine if it was just a bunch of grumpy old men in Lululemon just walking down the street? Just well, like power walking?
1: Yeah. And just like the tight leggings. Mm -hmm. I love it. I'm here for it. Now, the city was reportedly named after the Medawakatan tribe. And according to the Only in Your State website, Wabasha was first plated in 1854, making it it one of the oldest towns in the state. So no shit. There's a lot of grumpy old men because there's just a lot of
0: old shit going on there. It is so old. It is dusty. It is so old. Have you actually been to the... I have not. I've always wanted to go. Yeah. It's just not... It's never been on my route to anywhere else, but I do want to go sometime. I hear it's very pretty.
1: Maybe now that I've covered it, we should go. We'll put it on our
0: list for when you and our friend Em come visit, and we will make a day trip of it. Perfect.
1: Now, when something is considered the oldest, it's often automatically labeled as being haunted, which today's distraction is no different. Like, you're talking about the oldest place in the state, Mm -hmm. automatic haunted yeah, and you know what? It kind of tracks. Built only two years after the town was plated, the Anderson House Hotel located at 333rd Main Street West was built by a man named B.F. Hurd. The building was originally referred to as the Heard House in 1856 and remained in the Hurd family for quite some time. By 1885, under the ownership of B.F.'s son-in-law, the hotel saw some renovations. So the son-in-law came in He's like, this is great, no, but like we need to I touch have it up some a bit. thoughts. I have a Pinterest board going,
0: and I really will appreciate if you give me the opportunity. He's got just like, you know, like a, a little book full of like <laughs> fabric samples and stuff. And he's like, I think this would look wizard if we use this fabric. It would Look wizard.
1: <laughs> I mean, it is eighteen
0: fifties. This would be I'm smashing, shifting. darling.
1: You're smashing. So these renovations included a third story addition, nice. electricity, which like, hello. Hello,
0: yeah.
1: Hello. Uh, which was put throughout the entire building. Uh, the bathrooms were apparently made more modernized, which I'm assuming that means that they had toilets I could flush. Yep. Um, and there was a West Wing added in all of this. So I don't know how much was spent, but I'm going to assume it was
0: quite a lot. Yeah, especially if you are wiring an entire hotel for electricity, Mm -hmm. that's going to be that's going to be hefty. But it is going to like reduce your fire insurance Mm -hmm. so much, so much. So like you're saving so much money. You're saving so much in the long scheme of things. Your oil prices are going way down, way down,
1: way down. By 1909, the Anderson family purchased the property from the herds and renamed the hotel as the Anderson Hotel. So they're like, all right, it's our turn now. This is our, this is our home.
0: We're going to name it as such. Thanks for doing all the hard labor. Now that it's beautiful, we're going to take it from here.
1: Yeah, now that it's beautiful, it's now ours. So (laughs) mm, bye. The hotel and the Anderson family would be known for their Dutch cooking, with the family reportedly releasing a cookbook with over 500 Dutch recipes in
0: 1948.
1: Damn. That's a lot of Dutch recipes. That's a lot of Dutch babies.
0: Oh man, do they use Dutch ovens to make half of those recipes? But- I would hope so, because if not, I feel like that's a crime. I do too. How else are you making them? And, and if there aren't like 10 different ways to make pan and cooking, then get out of here. Like, yeah.
1: Then are you even a Dutch hotel?
0: Yeah. Are you even Dutch? I'd like to see your birth
1: certificates. <laughs> thank you. Show me your papers. Taking <laughs> it out of context, that would be really bad. <laughs> that would so bad. In, in today's climate. In today's. <laughs> so the hotel was also famous for allowing cats to stay in the building, oh. which live in losers. Like Yeah. I love Especially it. Especially in the early 1900s. I can't imagine mice weren't
0: ever a problem yeah well and especially in the winter too like you're gonna have critters going in and out of that house all the time
1: all the damn time and numerous resources noted that the owners would have their own cats roam around the building which patrons could cuddle up to while they stayed over and in a quote from the wisconsin state journal the hotel features a cat dormitory complete with viewing windows so you can choose your roommate for the night even though this unique pet offering is
0: referred to as Rent-A-Cat, the service is free and oh, 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 oh. I love that you can pick your, like, feline companion yeah. when you're staying there.
1: Yeah. And you can bring your own cat, too. It's just, it's it's a beautiful th- Honestly, Linz, like, I really want, I do really want to cover the case you suggested, but as soon as I landed on this, I'm like, this was meant to be. Like, the stars yeah. could not align
0: any more perfectly. This is great.
1: We haven't even gotten
0: anywhere yet, and this is already great.
1: Apparently, one of the inn's cats was featured in a 1997 children's book called Lumpo the Grumpo meets Arnold the Cat. And for those wondering, dogs were not encouraged to come to the hotel for perhaps obvious reasons. Yeah. You know, I mean, you could, but it was like, eh, your dog's not probably going to have the best time.
0: Yeah. Plus, you're scaring the cats and the kids. The cats and the kids can't scare those cats and kids.
1: Absolutely not. <laughs> the Andersons would eventually sell the hotel to a woman and son duo, being Jean and John Hall. The sale took place in around 1976, and by 1978, the Anderson House was listed on the National Register of Historic Places, winning national attention and awards. So she was in her prime. They're like, "Wow, this is an old building. It's great. It's beautiful." Let's give it a show, I guess. You
0: win a major award.
1: Yeah. Now, things get a little sad. Uh, after Gene's Jean, after death, John Hall continued running the hotel until 2001 when he sold it outside of the family. As we both know, not every amazing thing can survive the tribulations of time or an economic crisis. Ugh. So according to good old Wikipedia, the hotel closed for business on March 19th of 2009 as a result of economic downturn and lack of business. The owners at the time, Teresa and Mike Smith, had reportedly been trying to sell the inn for three years prior to its actual closure. And I mean, like, I think the crisis was, what, 2008? Yeah. So maybe they saw kind of the writing on the wall and they're like,
0: ugh. Well, and it's such a small town, too, that like, I'm sure it wasn't a place that a lot of people were like, hey, let's go stay there, you know?
1: Yeah. Like, you and I want to go there and we'll drag Emily to go there, but it's not like we're going to go there every year, right? Uh,
0: Yeah. I mean, maybe. Who knows? We'll see. But maybe we'll go there and we'll never leave. We'll never leave. I'll become one of the cats that you can rent. (laughs) (laughs) This is our adoption story. (laughs) We're
1: entering our orphan era. <laughs> this is the start
0: of my dodo story. <laughs> I love it.
1: Last, the hotel would be purchased in 2011, so it's not all, you know, rainstorms and clouds, uh, by a local couple named Brian and Rachel Yenter. According to one article, the couple closed in on the purchase in November of 2011, just in time for the holiday season. Ooh. The Yenters at the point of sale noted that they plan to divide the bottom floor of the original hotel and make it into a museum and a retail space. So they're like, hey, capitalism, it's making the world yep. turn. We're going to make this I don't know, tire spin,
0: basically. Yeah. That makes sense which which to fair. me. Like, yeah. Especially if you got all that history, showcase it, baby. People love well, history.
1: Have, yeah. And if you have that space too, fuck, why
0: not? Right? Like, mm-hmm. unless you're
1: gonna make it into rooms.
0: Yeah. And people like to buy stuff.
1: Win, Fun win. Fact. Win win. Winner, winner. Chicken dinner. Feed some to your kitties. Um, so the upstairs would still function as a hotel where minor renovations would happen in order to keep the hotel's classic charm. In a quote from a Winona Daily News article, rooms in the Anderson house are expected to be available by reservation as early as January 1st of 2012. Uh, Yenter said the 23 rooms were functional when the hotel was closed for lack of business in 2009, so little work needs to be done. Nice. Unfortunately, uh-oh, hate to break the bad news, the new owners would not offer cats as companions to those visiting. Oh my
0: gosh!
1: I know all my hopes and dreams. Look, I can live without the Dutch babies. I can live. I can live without a lot, but the fact that they don't have cats anymore—like, I'm still gonna. We're still gonna go visit this place, yeah. but I'm gonna put up a stink when we get there. I'm be like, hey, I heard this place used to have cats. Bring it back,
0: yeah. Even if it's just some of those, like, for real cats. Oh, yeah.
1: Maybe I'll just bring one. I won't put a stink. I'll just come in and bring my fake cat toy and just, like, abundantly show and be like, hey, this, you need to bring this back, but real life,
0: okay? This is coming with me. It's not alive. (laughs) No. And it's also not taxidermy because I am not that creepy. Yeah. (laughs) Could you imagine I just roll (laughs) up (laughs) with, like, a cat carrier with, like, a stuffed cat inside, like some kind of creepy weirdo? Can I have a room,
1: please? Yes, i can, but not you, but it's in general. Like, I
0: can imagine
1: this is a thing. <laughs> Honestly, to be a motel slash hotel business owner, you see a lot of shit. and I feel like taxidermy is not even the craziest. I'm sure. I'm sure. If you're not heartbroken over that news and you still want to book a stay at the hotel from, let's say, June 8th to 10th, 2023, you can book a queen suite for $209 a night, and that room includes a jacuzzi, and that's two hundred nine USD. That is a great deal.
0: That is a steal for a jacuzzi in the room. For a jacuzzi in the room, I'd do it. I'd do it right now. I'd Actually, do it. you know what? I'm going to book it right now. Good luck. You're not getting it. <laughs>
1: I will fight you over this room with my bare hands.
0: <laughs> I'll fight you with Gladys, my taxidermist cat. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and you know what? She's got a punch. <laughs>
0: She's a biter. And a fighter. A biter.
1: Well, I want Gladys to be the official icon for this hotel now. I yep. need the... I need, we need... Not even I, because I know you want it too. We need Anderson House Hotel to get a taxidermied cat and name it Gladys. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's only right at this point. Yeah. Anyways, based on the hotel's semi-unfinished website, which no shade, websites are stressful, uh, it seems like they may open up a restaurant and a speakeasy on site, or at least associated with the property. And speaking of booking a stay at the hotel, let's dive into some occult observations before getting our spooky on with some of the paranormal reports. yes. Yes. <laughs> So if you're new to the show, O'Call Observations is where I read the good, the bad, and the downright weird reviews of the locations discussed on the show. Typically, I read two negative and two positive reviews just so we get an equal hand at both the good and the bad and whatever kind of weirdness is mixed in between. Mm -hmm. And fun fact, this segment's name was actually produced by you, Lindsay. It was you! Because I wanted to do this and I was like, I don't know the fuck to name this. You're like, what about cult observations? I was like, bingo. I love that. That's the ticket. I love
0: a good alliteration. I love it. And I love you and I appreciate you for
1: this. So i will kick us off with two negative reviews so we can end things on a more positive note before we get into the weird spooky stuff. Sounds good to me. So the first negative review. It's by user Jamie Lee Curtis. I'm kidding. (laughs) I didn't have any Activia
0: on site. (laughs) I was clogged for days. How am I going to stay regular? I can't. I can't. And not bring a cat? One star. One star. (laughs) One star.
1: The user's name is Lee Curtis. Potential relation. I can't confirm or deny that. Lee Curtis posted this on Google reviews back in 2022. And they left a one out of five star rating. The review reads... Stay two nights, March 12th and 13th, 2022. The facility is run as an Airbnb from my experience. Keypad entrance locks and keypad room locks. That's fine, but help me out with a code of conduct sheet. Tell me who to call to help or where is the ice machine? If you don't have an ice machine, don't set out ice pockets. You are literally on your own to stay in a 170-year-old building with one roll of toilet paper. Please tell me where I can find an additional roll if needed. Poor housekeeping. I'm 66 years old and I've traveled everywhere. This was the strangest day I've ever had. <laughs> obviously, obviously, I have a lot of patience to put up with this for two, for, wait, to put up with this over two nights, but I kept hoping it would get better. Thank God I spent the majority of my time away. Very disappointed. End of observation.
0: Oh, my God. Was it one of the grumpy old men that stayed there? <laughs> I ran out of toilet paper. I couldn't, mm-hmm. I couldn't even find any ice. What? Don't put an ice bucket if you're not going to tell me where the ice is. Don't even include an ice bucket if you're not going to include any ice. The funny thing is, like, so when I look for reviews,
1: like, I do read them. But then by the time I'm actually recording them, I kind of forget what the review is actually about. The next and last angle review is from user Nancy S. They post this in October of 2022 on TripAdvisor. They left one out of five stars. And their occult observation reads, no staff at the hotel. Difficulty getting through to someone to talk to. I was told our room was on the first floor, assuming we would not need to climb stairs. But the first floor is up a flight of dark and steep steps that were difficult to navigate. Our room was extremely hot and uncomfortable. There was no staff on the premises, which made it seem
0: unwelcoming.
1: Our Amex card was charged for the room even before we were even before we arrived.
0: Ooh, that's kind of shady.
1: I don't like that. I don't like that either. Uh, It was a very unpleasant place, and we ended up not staying the night. Ooh. We were not offered a refund when we decided not to stay. The only parking is on the street. It was not anything like we had hoped it would be. End of a cold observation. Oh Yeah. Not great. Not great. But now on to the positive. See, that's the low bar.
0: And now we can only go high from here.
1: We can only get higher. So the first positive observation is from user Bella trey hay on google reviews they posted this about eight months ago and they left five out of five stars the occult observation reads i didn't stay the night here but my family and i decided to walk in just to peek uh they have a beautiful bakery yes. and the lady who collects rocks that was behind the counter went out of her way to show us around
0: Collects rot. a woman after my own heart i also collect yeah. rocks i too love rocks rocks are great Wax agreed. The gateway drugged crystals. They don't tell you that, and
1: then you're in it. You're like, oh no, I should have seen the sign. Oh, okay. The uh, occult observation continues. I really appreciate the hospitality and all of the facts they had to offer about the hotel. At the owners, you need to get those cats back in here. This is a dog-friendly city, and I am a cat person. Please bring the cats back into this hotel.
0: End of occult observation. Bella's with us. Bella's like, bring back the cats.
1: Bring back the cats. If there's anything from this, bring back the cats.
0: Where's the change.org petition that I need to sign? (laughs) Bring back (laughs) these cats. (laughs) Do it now. Uh,
1: Okay last occult observation and of course last positive occult observation i guess i should say from user michelle fate on google reviews this was back in 2022 they left five out of five stars and the occult observation reads absolutely beautiful and stunning i can't wait to go back i think we heard some other visitors the best part end of observation which the last observation makes me think that perhaps michelle heard some paranormal visitors either that or some loud ass neighbor Like just Somebody having a party.
0: I was immediately triggered to a work event that I had to go to recently where the people above me were very loudly having sex at like five in the morning and woke me up. And I was like, those five in the morning. Right. What kind of psychopath gets up at five in the morning to bump uglies? That's 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 serial killer behavior. (laughs) And it was two nights in a row. The second day I clapped when they were done. It was very loud and very obvious when they had finished.
1: Oh, see no.
0: So listen. If that was the kind you, of if that was the kind of neighbor she had and she was into it, great. But cool. I'm hoping you it was more of a paranormal thing in nature than a
1: bump in the night as opposed to no. multiple bumps in the night. As opposed
0: to or to all the bumps in the night.
1: Or at five in the morning, like some psychopaths out there.
0: Seriously, who hurt you as a child where you're like five o'clock <laughs> in the morning? Six o'clock. <laughs> I'm
1: ready to go. <laughs> That nah, no. Let's get into the paranormal reports. Let's do it. I hate to be the bearer of bad news, but I think the Anderson House Hotel has fallen victim to the old building automatically haunted narrative, which I kind of introduced in the in the beginning mm-hmm. of this episode.
0: Mm-hmm. You know,
1: and I think. Some locations will get that kind of stamp of like automatically haunted, but then they'll live up to that reputation. Whereas, yep, I don't know. Anderson House, it's one of those places I feel like I need, I need to go to know, but it doesn't, in comparison to other places I've talked about on the show, probably places that you know about and you've talked about on Yield Crime, it's not, it's not as intense, so to speak. Sure. I came across a couple of articles naming this location as one of the most haunted places in the entire state of Minnesota. With mentions okay. of the site having a dark past, but not a lot of details associated with the hotel specifically. So I remember one of the resources was like, oh my gosh, like this place has such a dark history. And there were so many awful things that happened, but then no information. The biggest report from both employees and guests is random cold spots. And according to the Farmer's Almanic website, cold spots are areas where the temperature appears to be much lower than the surrounding air. Perhaps extreme, but imagine being in a sauna and in one section of the room, it feels like it's cold enough to snow. I know it's extreme, but that's kind of like the severity of what a cold spot Mm -hmm. should feel like if it's paranormal related. Yeah. So these cold spots are said to be a sign of paranormal visitors. With a common theory being that ghosts leech thermal energy from the air in order to manifest themselves in our world. So if you're in a reportedly haunted hot spot and you know the temperature for the most part is pretty normal, but then all of a sudden it drops, people think that that's because the spirit is trying to manifest with the temp- like with the temperature, which is interesting hmm. Another spooky happening reportedly taking place at the hotel is that objects are reportedly moving around on their own accord. So what will happen is people will they go in the room, they'll drop their stuff off. They'll realize that they can't find the ice machine and that there's no toilet paper. They'll leave in a frenzy to go to the little hotel, and they come back and their shit has moved all around. I don't know. The hairbrush that they
0: left on the bed is now in the bathroom. That kind of ghost cats, ghost cats. Ghost cats. If it was just like knocked <laughs> off the counter, ghost cats. Oh, a thousand
1: yeah. if Yeah. A thousand only, percent. Like, was on the corner of like your nightstand and it's on the floor when you get back, ghost cats. Yep. From the North Shore Paranormal YouTube episode covering the location, which as far as I could find online, this was the only paranormal group that has investigated the Anderson House Hotel. I don't want to say it's for fact like the only one, but that's the only one I could find online. Sure, sure. Mm-hmm. If any other paranormal group has gone there, let me know and I can make that correction in a future episode. But anyways, in their episode, which you can watch on YouTube, it was shared that guests out of the hotel would come back to the rooms and notice these items were like moved around and all over the place. They also mentioned that various EVPs have been reportedly captured at the hotel. There have been claims of disembodied voices being heard around the hotel in which the Via Travels website indicated specifically in their write-up, quote, Disembodied voices can be heard from time to time, with some guests even reporting the presence of spirits in their rooms. End quote. Hmm,
0: it's very vague. It is very vague because yeah, you gotta think too. If it's a really old building, like old buildings make noises. Oh yeah. So when people say like, oh, the house was settling. Houses do that. Like especially if they're super old. This place is. In hot and cold, like the the boards yeah. move and things like that so without someone being like i saw a ghost it's it's hard to be like yeah it actually was Definitive. a ghost it, it could have just yeah. been some random noise or like the pipes or who knows what it could have been but well that and
1: because it was built in the 1800s i'm assuming the walls are probably fairly thin so, like, you could hear what you think is a disembodied voice. I'm kind of catching myself here because I don't want to discredit anyone's experience. But in the same sense, you could hear someone's voice, mm-hmm. and you think you could be the only person in the hotel, but in reality, like, you're hearing someone from outside, or yep, I don't know. You, there might some, there might be someone in the hotel. Like half the time I go to a hotel, I don't know how many people are there because a, I don't give a fuck. Yep. And B, <laughs> unless they're in the room rooms beside me, it's like I'm not going to notice. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And who is to say, like you said, maybe somebody comes in after you were already in bed and then you hear them talking. But again, I mean, it's also entirely possible that it's just that something's there and just no one has documented any sort of reason why something would be there.
1: Exactly. Now, people have also allegedly witnessed orbs hovering around the hotel, which is a common paranormal phenomenon, it seems, for most of the places discussed here on the show. Like, I feel like orbs, disembodied voices, and footsteps are pretty much like the common Mm -hmm. three that you get. Um, One lore associated with the hotel, which hasn't been fully fact-checked from my understanding, is the tale of a woman named Sarah. Now, a long time ago, there was once a guest named Sarah at the hotel. No last name, just Sarah. Her name was just Sarah. She was you plain know. and
0: tall. Just kidding. I don't know. <laughs>
1: she was <laughs> plain and tall. She was no Jamie Lee Curtis, although she did <laughs> love
0: yogurt. She did
1: love yogurt, and for time from time to time, she was in the bathroom for long a periods, considerable
0: period of time,
1: <laughs> considerable period of time. So Sarah was once allegedly a guest at the Anderson House Hotel and Sarah would allegedly die by suicide at the hotel after being under the impression that the love of her life died in a steamboat accident. It turns out that the love of her life was not on the steamboat and now Sarah's soul is stuck in limbo because she is not at rest because I guess somehow after she died, she was notified like, hey, by the way, Craig, yeah, he's still alive. And she's like, fuck, now I can't, I can't rest. Why does that
0: sound familiar?
1: Because it's at every location. Why does
0: that story sound... <laughs> yeah, there's always some, like... There's always... Oh, he was supposed it, to be on the train, and he didn't mm-hmm. show up, or... Yeah, the steamship yep. came in, and he wasn't on it, and... He was on the Titanic, and we all know how that went. Yeah. Yeah. Why is it it's always Sarah, Sarah?
1: It's Sarah, or, like, the a lady in white, or a lady in red. It's never mm. a dude in capris who's waiting for his boyfriend to come back <laughs> from Spain. You know what I mean? Like, I would just love some diversity
0: in this folk. Spoke- these folk no, tales. The so, gentleman named John. A gentleman he's named- got a Pencil oh. Mustache. Fancy dresser. Just really wanted to go to the speakeasy. And then uh, <laughs> something happened.
1: That's all we need. Or even just like someone that's, I don't know, in like a juicy couture tracksuit. You don't hear about that. You don't hear about ghosts from the 80s or 90s. It's an older ghost (laughs) whose love died on a steamboat back in 1902, you know?
0: Back on the Jungle Cruise. (laughs) You know, the one at Disney. I want
1: that as a
0: ghost story
1: so badly. (laughs) (laughs) That's all I need. I just need something. I need a millennial
0: ghost. That's the 1990s Sharon who was wearing like a neon tracksuit With like Mm. a fanny pack. She had the crimped hair. And she wore all beads in the hair with the beads. And she had like the ball of the glitter eyeshadow. Mm -hmm. And her boyfriend, Connor, was on the Jungle Cruise ride at Disney World. (laughs) And he got a little too excited when the hippo jumped out of the water and he fell (laughs) overboard he yeah. got mangled in some animatronic mangled. stuff. And she yeah. happened to be at the Anderson Hotel at the time and mm-hmm. was just like I'm a- gonna and something happened to her. And now she Hello. wants the second floor. Yes. <laughs> yes. Let's bring that. Lord all the batteries, in. all the batteries leach out of your Walkman when you're on the second floor. <laughs> yeah.
1: Your phone starts like shaking around. They're like, what is this?
0: I saw the sign by Asa Bass just randomly starts playing. Oh.
1: And suddenly every time you're in that room, you get like a hankering for uh, what was it? Purple ketchup. Purple ketchup. Did, did they have that in the States? Purple yep. and green Hine, ketchup. Hines purple yep.
0: ketchup. Yep. And Twinkies. Or some Dunkaroos. Oh, fuck me. Some up. of the zebra stripe gum.
1: Yes. Oh, okay, I'm getting hungry. We need, yeah, we need up to get her.
0: <laughs> <I'm> sorry.
1: <laughs> that's, up. My ni- that's, well, that's my 90s ghost. So we need to write the story about Sharon, TM, 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 because it's ours. And then we need a snack. We need to get the 90s snacks while we write the story about Sharon. Great. Yeah. So people have reportedly witnessed this Sarah lady as a full body apparition wandering the halls of the Anderson House Hotel. And one thing I did want to point out just regarding the hotel in general and why it might be as allegedly haunted as it claimed or as people claim it to be. The YouTube video by North Shore Paranormal, they indicated that the hotel sits across the street from the Mississippi River. Now, for any paranormal fanatics out there, you might sure. be having a oh snap moment. Yep, Yep. Because yep. many believers in the paranormal theorize that water acts as a conduit or some kind of portal to the spiritual realm. It makes me wonder if, due to the hotel's location to the Mississippi River,
0: which I feel like is a pretty iconic river in the States. Yep. Yep. It's one of our biggest yep. rivers, most iconic rivers. Yeah. Yep.
1: Yeah. So I feel because of how close the hotel is to the Mississippi River, maybe the haunts that are being reported and that are happening are being kind of amplified, so sure. to speak. Sure. The YouTube video by North Shore Paranormal also mentioned that the hotel is near some railroad tracks. Which apparently this also considered a conduit. I haven't personally heard of that as much as the water theory and I'm not dismissing it by any means. I'm sure everything could be a conduit if you just give it a second. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, I can make this a panic room if you just give me a fucking nick, right? <laughs> just calm down. <laughs> I'm sure train tracks, especially if, you know, something traumatizing happened nearby, and it's all just a, you yeah. know,
0: a battery well, and, you know, anywhere there's old timey trains, someone died somehow in some in some horrible yep. way. And yep. it is entirely possible that if the train tracks are in close proximity to the Anderson mm-hmm. Hotel that they wandered over, you know, like it's, I yeah. I can see that. I can see how, yeah. And with the yeah. water, too, the same sort of thing. Like, it's just amplifying whatever may be lingering nearby. Exactly.
1: And I did want to shout out the North Shore Paranormal YouTube video again because their investigation seemed to get some good evidence that I didn't really come across in any other resource. So, for example, they had some hits on their REM pod, which as a reminder, a REM pod is a piece of ghost hunting equipment that alerts paranormal investigators to changes in ambient temperature. The group from North Shore Paranormal also experienced physical effects. So one of them actually had like a really severe headache and a ringing in their ear, and they only started feeling better once they left the hotel. I mean, Hmm. it could be the hotel, like it could be physically the hotel itself. Like, I'm not saying there's like black mold or anything in there, but it could be the hotel or it could be something, you know, or it could be the person themselves. But I just thought that was interesting.
0: Yeah, that is interesting. Right.
1: They also experienced something interacting with a flashlight, which was seemingly responding to a conversation being had with the investigators. And captured a phantom moan in the hallway that they picked up on camera. So footsteps were also picked up on video. And one of the hotel security cameras apparently kind of went out during their investigation, which was weird. Like the you could hear the hotel staff saying how bizarre it was. Oh. And then they're like, oh, are you doing like a paranormal investigation? And they're like, yeah. And the, the staff was like, well, you're in the right place. Here we go.
0: You did this. I just like, did I just, this. I just, like pointed at the screen. This was you.
1: Thank you. Speaking of footsteps, it's about time to walk away and wrap up this week's Weird Distraction. Dolenz, how haunted do you think the Anderson House Hotel is on a scale of one to 10? With one being, I would host a kid's birthday party with no concern in this hotel. To 10 being, you would have to let me in this hotel with a priest and a nun and whatever religious body that could protect me from evil. I'm going
0: to say like a three. It doesn't sound like there was no horrible things that happened, no fires, no cataclysm, (laughs) pun intended. (laughs) Uh, Nothing crazy that would lead me to believe that anything bad happened there. It just seems like it'd be a place that would be cool to visit if it's Based off how old it is, but I doubt I would experience anything paranormal should I go there.
1: Yeah. And, you know, us saying that it's not as haunted as it sounds, that's not to discredit anyone that's reported these haunts. For sure. But it's just to say that in comparison to other reportedly haunted places across, especially the United States, there's not a lot of visual or audio evidence that has been shared online Mm -hmm. for the masses. and. Yeah, I haven't seen many people investigate this location, which I thought was weird because it's, you know, every list I came across when I was looking for somewhere haunted to cover in Minnesota, it was listed, which would make me think that there's a lot to back it up. But unless I just wasn't looking in the right places, there wasn't a lot posted. Yeah.
0: So if that's the case then maybe there's a lot of stuff that we don't know about in some sort of like archives somewhere mm-hmm. in old newspapers yeah. or something that just it hasn't been digitized and it's not online or, you know, it's entirely possible that something yeah. horrible did happen there and we just don't know. Um, yeah. But based, like you said, based off what you were able to find, it doesn't seem like it'd be a place that's yeah too spooky. Yeah. Do you want to hit it up? I think Do you want to check in? I think we should hit it up if nothing else just to go to the town of two of grumpy old men
1: i think wabasha sounds beautiful and I would like to pretend I'm fit and walk around it, Mm -hmm. even though I know dead well I'm going to ask for us to go to like a, oh no, I guess that's in Pennsylvania. I was going to say a Sheets but that's Pennsylvania. Is there Sheets in Minnesota? No.
0: I will find something that is comparable. Not as cool, but as comparable.
1: If there's a Dunkin', I'm fine.
0: I'm sure there's some sort of lovely coffee shop and shop that we can hit up. Beautiful.
1: Well, I want to thank you for hopping on this episode. Thank you for letting me change the topic of this episode. No problem. You literally were like hey you should cover this i was like oh fuck yeah i'll do it like (laughs) let's push it in let's do it and then last week i was like hey i hope you're not emotionally attached to that topic because i don't want to cover it right now i want to cover it
0: later on patreon i do that so many times on my show i'll like look at my like what my next topic is and i'll be like i'm not feeling that i'm gonna do something else you know
1: yeah and for patrons of Weird Distractions and I'm going to say of Yield Crime too, you know, that's just something I look forward to down the pipeline. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm not going to say when because we haven't booked it
0: yet, but just know it's on the horizon. And it's going to be honking scary. That's oh, all I'm going to say. That's a clue. That is a clue. And it'll also be a callback at some point when you hear the episode. You'll be like, oh, oh yeah, oh, it's a callback from Easter the future. Eye.
1: Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Can you tell what snares of Yield Crime? What show am I even doing? Oh, weird oh, distractions. Did you let listeners of weird distractions know? Again, more about yield crime, where they can find you and where they can follow along online so that they can maybe tune into a future Instagram live show. Because sure. that was fun. Congratulations Thank on one. Thank you. Yeah. That was
0: that was insane. I was so sweaty by the end of it. But yeah, so you can find Yield Crime pretty much wherever you are currently listening to Weird Distractions. You can visit our website, which is Ye Old, and that's old with an E at the end crime podcast.com we're also on facebook and instagram at yield crime podcast we're on twitter at yield crime pod we're on the ticky Talks at yield crime podcast and yeah you should just come give us a listen we don't take ourselves too seriously so no
1: and no one should Mm-mm. i mean we're all on a floating rock and we're here talking about ghosts and stuff. So yep. live, laugh, be weird about yep. it, you know? It's okay to laugh about it. It's okay to laugh about it. And I just want to thank everyone who's tuned in this week. Make sure you let me know your thoughts on today's topic over on the podcast social media accounts or feel free to shoot me an email. If you've enjoyed today's Weird Distractions episode, please consider telling your friends, family, coworkers, or anyone else who will listen about the show. You can tell them to find the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Good Pods, Google Podcasts, Podchaser, and many more. If you're streaming Weird Distractions or any podcast on a podcast platform that allows you to leave a rating or review, please consider leaving a rating or review because that is the best way and the cheapest way, because it's free, to support your favorite podcasts. Another way to support the show for free and to never miss an episode is to follow along on the show's various social media accounts. You can find Weird Distractions over on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. My handle is at WeirdDistractI1 and on TikTok. Do you want to financially support the show and get yourself a little something extra each month? Why not join one of two tiers over on the Weird Distractions Patreon? Each month you get exclusive content, such as bonus episodes and bonus series, such as the Even Weirder series, the Weird Destinations travel posts, plus early and ad-free access to regular feed episodes. You can find out which tier is best suited for you by going to www.patreon.com slash weirddistractionspodcast. Shout out to my current patrons, aka my weird little family members, Tom, Bailey, Angela, John, Alicia, Lynn, Susan, Jennifer, Shadow, Courtney, and Cheryl. I love you and appreciate your support so much. Without you, Weird Distractions may not be what it is today. Lastly, I want to hear from you. I would love to collect your stories of paranormal encounters, too close to home true crime cases, maybe even some weird MLM experiences or maybe just in general weird things that you've encountered so that I can continue to release the Listener Distractions series. And you might be tuning in for the first time and you might not know what I'm talking about. This is a series that Christy and I originally started where we would read your personal experiences on air. If you have a story you want to share, please email me at Podcast at outlook.com. As well, send me feedback. If there are any corrections needed to be made after today's episode, please let me know. And as always, if you need a distraction, I got you. Bye.